Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Hey, hey, Habit Thrivers. Welcome to episode number 17 of your Habit Thrive podcast. I'm Lori and I'm super excited and honored to be sharing this theme of gratitude with you for the entire month of October. Whether you have a daily gratitude practice or you dabble in gratitude, I'm hoping that you have discovered little gems that can support you now and ideally into your next chapter. This one is a tough one today, particularly right now. How to practice gratitude during challenging times. Never in my lifetime anyways has there been so much turmoil in the world. From COVID to the war in the Ukraine and other areas to hurricanes in the states and eastern Canada to climate change everywhere and a whole host of head-scratching, soul-depleting decisions and individual actions from our fellow human beings, you may be asking yourself, how does gratitude fit into this mess? And I would say that it is essential right now one of the most important self-care strategies that we have. It may not help us to make sense of this turmoil, but it can help us figure out what is important to us, what we value and cherish and hold dear. It helps us figure out what lifts our spirits and what propels us into action, even if that action is putting one foot in front of the other one day to the next. I remember the second summer of COVID, it was around that time, seeing the number of posts going around social media about the positive parts of our lockdowns. What to be grateful for. From more family time to reconnecting with nature, to setting boundaries around work life and rediscovering old passions such as cooking and baking, baking bread, lots of bread (laughs) and playing an instrument getting that instrument out of the closet maybe painting drawing this gratitude for the simple things for the forgotten things for the connections and for our relationships filled everyone's souls and this was in the midst of turmoil i would venture to say that this rose spontaneously for some and was a conscious effort for others Some would say, I just noticed that when I went outside or I went out into the bush or by the water, I just felt amazing. And I would stop and just feel this sense of gratitude for for where I live and the chance to do this. That would just arise spontaneously. I heard that over and over again. And I would hear others say that they went looking for the bright spots looking for the blessings. There had to be some in all of this, and they found them. And either way, gratitude happened. It happened, and it helped all of us in some way or another. At the same time, gratitude may still not be easy all of the time. 
and it takes time. And a lot of the information coming out around gratitude now, I'm going to say the research, which if you haven't had a chance to listen to the first episode in the October series on gratitude, I share some of the research from the book, The How of Happiness. But if you go online and just enter in gratitude research, it will blow your mind how much is out there. And it's interesting because the information on gratitude, the benefits um, for us for sure, but also what I'm going to talk about here are some of the, the questions about gratitude, the challenges of gratitude, because that feeling like I am not noticing the benefits of gratitude or I'm finding this challenging to do, it's just really good to know that you're not alone. Myself personally, I've had these questions as I've worked through my gratitude practice. So I really wanted to address them today. So some of the challenges around your gratitude practice could be something um, even like being comfortable with uh, the practice of expressing your feelings about writing your writing your feelings down. Some describe it as as feeling a little too touchy feely or a little woo woo and and really can this make a make a difference? And so it does make sense if we're not used to doing that. That in itself is a process. And I even remember early on when I would, um, I'm not sure how long I stuck with this in terms of my gratitude practice when my kids were, were quite young, we would read stories and then maybe a foot massage and then I kind of ease into, and so what are you grateful for today, hun? And there would be silence. And then I would do some prompting around it's okay, hun, to say that you're grateful for your iPod or your um, or your DS, and and so I would just get them to get their you know their their feet wet with with something that felt like okay, this feels safe, and then perhaps go down the road of. Uh, grateful for relationships and for something the teacher did that day or said that day. But let's just say that was a process. And it may be different for males and females, but again, not to generalize, but it's just important to know what's your comfort level. And if it's not feeling totally comfortable, especially as I go into this second part about feeling vulnerable when we're expressing gratitude vulnerable and I'm even going to say I used to, to be worried to write down some things because I would be afraid that I would jinx them that if I wrote down that I was grateful for this you know this person or this situation or or this um, place that I would um, that I would be jinxing that even by thinking about it but certainly about about saying it or writing it down and again that absolutely makes sense now, I'm here to tell you that sometimes I did make the connection between being worried about jinxing something because I said it out loud and I would go, okay, now never regret, and I remember saying this, never regret expressing gratitude even if a situation changes. And that has always been kind of my guiding principle. So now, 
I just write down everything. And if that little fearful thing comes into my mind that says to be worried about jinxing, I can just, I can just let it go. But again, it's very, very common to feel vulnerable, especially as we're writing things down and we're thinking, somebody else going to read this? Are they going to judge me for being grateful, you know, about this particular situation? Or does it feel petty to be grateful for this, you know, object, this iPad or, you know, whatever it is. And again, it's about you. It's about your gratitude practice. And it is also very normal to feel vulnerable and to feel like you want to be private. And that's all part of it, right? So that can stop you in a second from starting to write things down. So I just always suggest you tuck it away somewhere into the back of a desk. Or if you're starting with your gratitude practice, just say it out loud, think about it even, and that's your starting point. So what also comes up as, let's say, a kind of a barrier to staying with the practice is that sometimes people feel that there are other things that they should be doing. There are more valuable things, particularly maybe for their mental health or just in terms of time. That's where I come back to that gratitude practice of first thing in the morning when you open your eyes, think about what you're grateful for, even say it out loud. Nothing else is on your agenda at that point. You've, you might not have even opened your eyes yet. And that is a perfect, perfect use of your time. So whenever someone says, I don't have time for a gratitude practice, you know where I'm going <laughs> with that. But again, it is a valid, I'm going to say, question to come up. And the other question is, does this really work? We question the research and, and really it is difficult to believe, or I was actually, I, I mentioned that, quite shocked at how much research there was about gratitude. So if you Google that, again, it's just wild out there. And then knowing when you're questioning, does this really work? When you start to again make that connection between, are you calmer? Are you less agitated? Are you more content? Does your stomach feel better? Are you sleeping better? Are you more patient? All of that, you come back and think, wow, I've actually been saying what I'm grateful for before I go to bed or when I get up in the morning or I'm writing in my journal during the day and it's making a difference. And then that motivates you to, to move forward, okay? In the good times and in the challenging times. The other thing that comes up sometimes is that sometimes, well, very often we're quite hard on ourselves in terms of new techniques. So whether it's exercise or whether it's baking bread, we can have some perfectionism in there. We think that we're not doing it right. And if we're not doing it right, saying it in the right way, being grateful for the right things, then sometimes we think that we're not going to benefit and that it's not a good use of our time. And again, how do we know? And that's where I'm going to go back to my last point. That if you are feeling and noticing during the day that um, you're just spontaneously noticing what you're grateful for, pausing for a moment, sometimes you just feel like you're more in the present moment. You're stopping to look at a tree, at leaves, even in your car as you go in between errands, you're just pausing for a moment. That to me is gratitude. It helps you actually stay and uh, more in the present moment and have more moments in the present. And so when we keep making these connections, 
It will keep motivating us to do our practice again in the good times and the challenging times. And so on that note, during the times that, again, whether or not things are going well in our life, everything is just tickety-boo, and or things around us with family and friends are challenging, our brain does play that little game of how can I be grateful right now? And I said this right at the beginning, for example, for the situation that we're in, even in the world. But let's say that you have close friends or family members that they, um, there's a situation that they're dealing with, with their health, could be an illness, could be a situation within their family where they live. And for you in that moment, when you're practicing, uh, you might be starting to write down what you're grateful for. There's something that stops us to say, how can I be grateful right now for everything in my life when people around me are suffering? And I'm going to admit myself, sometimes I just stop for a moment and it's like, okay, let's go through this again kind of talk myself through this and that reminder that as we are grateful for our health for our relationships and even if we have health issues and we have issues within relationships or situations at work or wherever it is there is always something to be grateful for and so whether it's ourselves or again even with a relationship with a friend and they are in a situation where they're dealing with something like an illness. Gratitude for your friendship. So there is always, always something to be grateful for. There are always blessings. And the more that we focus on the blessings and practice, again, this looking for the blessings, our energy, our vibration increases and we are in, I'm going to say, a better position to be able to support other people who may need help. We are strengthening our compassionate muscles, uh, our ability to practice empathy. All of this comes through gratitude. And when we do this as a self-care practice, then everybody around us, our family and our friends, again, this is our way, I truly believe, of helping them. And if everybody had this in a pro as a practice, could you imagine the world? And I know it sounds a little idealistic maybe and sometimes even a little woo-woo, but I just choose to go there. And so the more that we look after our mental health, we use these kind of tools. Again, we are helping others. And at that time when we're very often saying, what do I do to help? How can I help? I'm going to come back to this is a way to help. And so it is okay in our relationships with, our, with ourselves and with friends to have emotions that coexist with gratitude. We can be grateful and worried. We can be grateful and in pain. We can be grateful and sad. All of the full range of emotions can coexist with gratitude 
And to me, this is what makes it so powerful, that within each one of those emotions or feelings, there are snippets of something to be grateful for. Now, I'm going to say that gratitude very often, for me personally anyways, will soften the sadness, will soften the worry, okay, will soften the pain. It's like it wraps it up in a big hug. But it's still there. And those emotions can coexist. So even right now for me in my life, just in the last few days, we've lost a cherished member of our family. It is a type of blended family. And we, um, we had the, again, the honor, the opportunity, the, I don't even know what to call it, to, to know Papa Roy. And Papa Roy was about um, four months away from turning 100. And in the sadness of his passing, gratitude that he was here with us for so long, that his family shared him with us, that my kids could know him, that he could inspire. He was just an amazing, amazing role model, um, active into his 90s, hitting golf balls in his garage daily in his 90s and, and diving off our cottage dock at 93. Huge, hugely inspiring and amazing. And again, so grateful to have known him. And so grateful to him as we come into our Remembrance Day in November soon. So grateful for his service. And so yes, sadness and gratitude easily coexist. And so if you'll join me in placing your hand on your heart, taking a breath in, And a nice long breath out. And however you'd like to end this today, this episode, it could be right here, right now. I am good. I am content. Or I am at peace. Whatever words or phrase comes to mind, just breathe, let it sink and settle in. And for me, I'm going to end with right here, right now, all is good. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years, or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.